Staying home doesn't have to be boring. Staying home can mean a cold beer from a downtown brewery on your back porch. Staying home can mean a candlelit meal ordered curbside from a downtown restaurant. Staying home can mean shopping online for exclusive finds from a downtown retailer. You can find so much of downtown Greensboro from inside your home. What will you find? Okay. Hi. Hello, Annie. Hi, Jim. How are you? Um, you know, I'm I'm okay. I'm covered head to toe in Lysol, so I'm feeling pretty That's good. That's good. Well, I brought my rubber gloves if anybody needs a a, a a quick medical exam. And you know, you just had to take it straight there, <laughs> didn't you? Well, why do we need to take social distance in medical exams because it's very timely. In it fact, is. There's no one in America who's not talking about medical exams and social distance. No, okay, there are no people in America, but there are I don't know. In listen, I don't know if you heard about this, but in Germany, you know the show Big Brother, yeah. the reality show? Yeah. They're filming an episode of Big Brother right this minute, and the people on the show are completely disconnected from the outside no. world. They don't, they don't know, know this is going on. Yeah, they that have would be no lawsuit idea. territory. It's in German law too. It'd be in German, so you couldn't understand what they were suing him for. But some, you know. I, I'm totally into Germany, but I am not into this idea where they're just going to wow. let them ride did, it out. They must have signed a waiver that says in the, I'm sure the they pandemic, did. you can't be, you, you will not be notified. What is when the you pandemic come out of the big clause room and dead, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, we went Sorry. fatalistic there, didn't we? <laughs> Um, well, you yeah. probably can't tell, but yeah. this is the Starlight Room That's coming funny. from the toilet paper lined bunker <laughs> of, um, we're actually at Deep Roots today. And, and we've stacked up, look, there's t we've gotten all the free toilet paper in Greensboro and yeah, brought it here we're, we're, for ourselves. We're holding it. We're, we're hoarding. hoarding it. Sorry, everybody. Okay, truth, there's no extra toilet paper in here, but there are plenty of groceries, but we're going to talk mm -hmm. to big, yeah. I mean, Deep Roots soon and... But the world has gone a little crazy. It tilts off its axle. If you once you get to my, an age like mine, uh, you realize we, you've probably been about through about six major crises in your life. The first one was crawling beneath our desks in 1961, 62. With yeah, that wasn't Cuba. the best plan anybody could come up with. I was in the fifth grade, and I tried to get under the desk with Della Hockaday, hey. who I wanted to give a a mood ring from Woolworths too, and she wouldn't have me, so I had to sit out in case <laughs> if, if, the, if we'd been bombed, I wouldn't be here today because I was unprotected by my, my, by, by my little metal desk. I'm sure it would have been, you know, against the nuclear weapon of the Russians. That was the first one. <laughs> um, I guess you could say, and this is not going to be a, 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 uh, a review of the great <laughs> American crises, but <laughs> my point is that if you live a while, you see that we come through these things. And it's almost always uh, two things. It's, it's our neighbors and our friends and our um, associates, our coworkers, our fellow church members, our book club people who bring us through. Absolutely. And, and keep our spirits up. Also, one of the great things about crises like this, 9-11 um, obviously is a big one, the economic crash of 2008 was another big one. Um, the I'm sure some people can remember, as I do, because I just got my license in the 1970, um, 1977, 78, 76, 78 um, 
oil crisis that had cars lined, lined up. up for miles and miles and people fist fighting and and there were hoard, lots of hoarding going on then the, there was a there was a for a time in the early 80s there was a thing a giant uh, giant concern about um, uh, nuclear war there was a movie that was called the day after as I recall uh, and it was I was living in New England at the time and it was this gigantic this movie comes on about how nu a nuclear exchange happens between Russia and uh, and America and people just flipped out and it was took about a year and a half to get that sort of eased down so we, we go through these periods mm -hmm. um, and we come back, and then the other part of this I've, I've found as a journalist over the years is there's always some kind of interesting technological advance that comes through uh, from them. Oh, absolutely. Um, we, we have, I suspect, this one, which is showing, revealing the gaps in our social network, care networks, lots of big gaps. Uh, and I think, I think you're going to see changes about our medical services. Mm -hmm. I think you're going to see a global awareness. One of the things that particularly concerns me, and I have, I'm a strong believer in, is we've kind of lost the idea that we're a global world, that we all have the have something in common, and I think we're that's been very unfashionable. It is interconnected, and I think you'll see a change there. I think you'll see coming out of this, people will say, families in Iran, families in Cuba, families in China, families in San Francisco and North Carolina all care about the same things right now. We're all linked by this our human fragility. All right, that's enough profound. Let's get down to the low comedy. No, I love it. No, I and I not to ask you to mm -hmm. keep going, but I know you're working on a piece right now mm -hmm. for Business North Carolina, mm -hmm. which is one of the the district. Um, what am I trying to say? Our Pro family of magazines. Yes, one of <laughs> one of the publications yeah, yeah, within yeah. our family of magazines. Yeah. Um, I'm going to make you read it to us. Well, I won't read it, but I'll tell you about it because it's, it's, it, it, I can paraphrase it better. So last Saturday, mm -hmm. we, we were well into this thing. It was just really starting to ramp well up. Well into it, but everybody's still doing pub crawls. Yeah, yeah. well, not, not my crowd. No, uh, but you it was pretty. Crawling. So I go Saturday mornings to uh, Lowe's or Home Depot usually to get, you know, uh, organic soil. And I'm, you know, I'm a garden nut. You can tell from my fingers. <laughs> and and I, um, I, there, I, I pass this woman at the clerk. And, and I take my dog Mulligan, and we are the first people there. It's nine o'clock in the morning, and there's nobody there. On a, normally on a spring morning, at this time of year, on a Saturday morning, there would have been 65 people in that garden center. Yeah. There was nobody there, and the the woman who I've seen for years, know her face, gives me her beaming smile and says, "Oh, thank you for coming. It's so great to see you." Uh, and she reaches down and pets Mulligan, and she says, "Can you believe how quiet it is?" And I said, yeah, I know, it's really kind of startling. What I realized then is I don't, don't even know that woman's name. Uh, you know, I've never paused or gone out of my way just to ask her her name, you know, hmm. who I've seen for years and bought soil from and plants. And so it got me thinking. And then, of course, that afternoon, my daughter calls me and says she's in, she lives in Manhattan, works in Manhattan, and she uh, and her fiancé, have been sent home. She's a, a top copywriter for one of the biggest ad firms in the world, and she has all these huge clients and stuff. And they sent them home, and she's working at home. And they have a, new, a, a fairly new apartment in Queens, a quiet neighborhood in Queens. And uh, they have two rescue, big rescue dogs. <laughs> and she calls me and she says, "Dad, I have a. We have a garden that's just been completely ignored for 25 years in the back, and 
it's a space with a bit of grass and a terrace. What, and I want, I'm on my way to Home Depot, three blocks away, and I, I'd love to know what, you know, and they have all these pots back there. So I gave her kind of a primer, Uncle, Uncle Jimmy Bob's genuine plant primer <laughs> on how to have, have a, a, a thriving garden space. And so she came home and she bought like 10 plants and she was planting away and she, she said, well, now can you give me some advice about, she's just really kind of odd. I've never, we've never worked at home and Nate has one room and I have the other and we're trying to figure out, you know. And she said, you've done this for almost 50 years, which is really true as a writer. Even when I was at the News and Record as a cover reporter in 1976, 77, uh, early 77, I, um, I didn't really spend any time in the office. I, would, I wrote a lot of my stories at home. And since then, I went on to Atlanta and then New England. And wherever I've been, I, I, I rarely had much of an office presence. I, I write at home, so I work literally at home. And I, so she's right. Again, I gave her kind of a, a primer on, on eight, eight or nine bullet, seven, eight bullet, bullet points on, you know, if you're going to work at home, things that you might consider. And I'll just run through them very quickly. One that I said was, identify your most creative time to work. Hmm. Now, the first few things are if you don't have children. <laughs> I do have one, a, a, a reserve clause at the end if you do have children or elderly parents. In the but you, you always are answering emails at the crack of dawn, if not well before well, that. Well, now you've gotten to number, my second bullet oh, point. Oh, excuse but, me. Yeah, I'm yeah, jumping yeah. ahead. The first, yeah, the first one that was find your, and I've said this to my writing students when I was at Hollins, find your creative time, your best four or five hours. Studies have shown that in an average office, even the most top, the top producers, workers, rarely actually, in terms of hard work, do more, no more than five, four or five hours. The rest of that time is spent at the water cooler or talking about the football game this weekend or, or kibitzing with co colleagues in their doorways uh, or going to meetings. Um, meetings. Which I never meetings count that as, should have I, been an email. Yeah, I never count that as work. I just kind of, that's just agony. I, I consider meetings agony. I'm going to um, remember that next time I'm in a meeting with okay. you. It's okay. You just, when you see my anguished face, you'll feel my, 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 my angst. Um, so uh, what I call is my sacred time. And mine is uh, basically from 5 a.m. to 11. 11 is the farthest out. But, what, but by rising at 3.45 every day and putting on coffee and getting to work, and I get to my, my office by 5. 3.45 in the morning. I'll be glad to call you, give you a wake-up call. Please, you know what? At that point, I've probably stopped enjoying my wine for the night, so. <laughs> getting a quick nap in, right? Yeah, just Before a quick work. nap. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So uh, anyway, that, that to me, and, and it, everybody's bio clock works differently. Some people work really best at night. Some so of us could, woke up at 7 a.m. You know, once you, once you, yeah, you give the kids some uh, Dramamine or whatever to make them go to sleep. Robitussin. Robitussin. Yeah. That's what I forget. It's, it's been 20, it's, my kids are all in their late 20s and early 30s. I've <laughs> I forgotten. did not, probably didn't that drug was my what kids. We, yeah, you get Parent of the Year Award for Robitussin. Right? Obviously. So, um, uh, you know, the, you, everybody has a different time. Mine's early, super early morning, principally because the phone can't ring when people don't call you at that hour. True. It's quiet. And my, as I say in the, in the essay, your thoughts are fresher. You're, hmm. you're, you're, you're awakened. You're, you're not, there's nothing is cluttering your head for the day. And if you're doing something creative, it's really important to find that four or five hours. Um, uh, the second one I have is uh, it's really important to, to make a, um, to make a I, ca I call that sacred time, by the way, and hmm. learn to protect that sacred time. And by that, it, you know, you need to make a schedule and stick to it if you're going to work at home. One of the, one of the, I know it's terrible. But one of the things you have to do, you really have to be disciplined and you protect that working time. Um, and 
that schedule should include, if, if you do have children, uh, you, should, you need to find time for them. And if you have parents, you need to find time for them. Um, I have some friends who are uh, a working couple and they have little kids. And they have created, they're work, both working at home and they're creatively, uh, one is a bit morning person, one's an afternoon person, so they're swapping off duties. They've got a duty roster and they each swap off and then they cook dinner together. But each of them is taking care of the kids. So it's, it's it, it, you know, there's ways to do this that are, that are very productive. Yeah, that's a nice balance. It is a nice balance. I just trained my children to find me to be the boring parent yeah. from day one. Yeah. So they very rarely come to me for anything except food and basic necessities. Yeah. I am not the person to come to if you need fun. I am good to come to if you need to find a chore to do. So they avoid me at all costs. Wow, I wouldn't, I would have thought, yeah. I'm not the fun so parent. So Mike's the fun guy? Mike's the fun parent. My kids will tell you that in a heartbeat. Is he working at home? He is working at home as much as he can. Yeah. Yeah. So you can trade on. So this um, huge building downtown. Mm -hmm. um, I, well, I don't know if I'm allowed to talk about it, but he's he's doing some engineering for oh, good. one of our new high rises. Oh. Wow. So well, again, name it, name the building after maybe. Obviously. Yeah. I think it's good. probably named after somebody important. Another one that's really key, and this is this is this sounds kind of goofy, but this is kind this is absolutely true. Is learn learn to when to shut it down. When, yes. when, when's your time to leave the job? I mean, you know, if you get in, if you're working at home, uh, it, it's important to have, um, to be able to let it go, to get to a point. My, in my case, it's, uh, so what I do after I work till 11 or 12, and mm -hmm. I take a break, I watch uh, the news for two minutes to get depressed, and then, and then go, <laughs> then I go, then I go have lunch with a friend. Today I had lunch with the stuffed potatoes. I wrote the about them. The stuffed potatoes. This was the last gathering of the stuffed potatoes. I think you need to give them full shout outs. It's Patrick McDade and Joe Kelleher and uh, they're old, old friends. I wrote about it this month, uh, oh, Henry. And we, Patrick called me and said, Pat, Pat says, he says, guess what, they're closing. Uh, the, uh, here's funny, I've had a dozen emails from around the state. What bar, restaurant will you all, do you all meet and have stuffed potatoes in? Well, it, it can be revealed, <laughs> it's, it's Harper's. Harper's. And it's a really great bar and, and Lee is the head waitress there and she's really a blast so we she said to say hello to friends over here at the magazine and so we McDade called me and said final gathering of the the stuff but the stuffed potatoes lunch and philosophy club today at at 1205 can you get here so we did and you barely uh, made yeah. it and it's kind of sad they're closing and it brings me to um, the point of having this t this time with people you love and and a time like this especially i think it's really important to do to not to do the things away from work that refresh your mind that, that take a walk uh, walk you know uh, sit out in your garden work in your garden yeah uh, i love to just get dirty in my garden uh, uh, I like that, that clear delineation of this mm. is work time mm -hmm. and this is home time yeah. because when you're working from home, that gets they muddied blend. so easily. They blend. Yes. And I think a lot of people, I've been reading a lot about this this week, about a lot of people, it's really shaken them up. They aren't sure how to do it. You know, you can only look in the refrigerator so many times, you know, you just, uh, and I have friends, I used to have friends who became freelancers who'd been staff writers for places, and they would call me up and they'd say, I can't do this. You know, I'm sitting here and the minute you get stuck on a paragraph, well, it's a lot easier to go in and uh, open up a new toothbrush or, or, or clean my shoe drawer, you know, closet rather. And, uh, you know, so they do it and they, they find a million excuses to avoid writing. Uh, that's, the, that's the big demon. 
and I suspect it. I'm not uh, other forms of homework. I would imagine are the same things. Although I guess with tele meetings and stuff, you you it probably that's pretty well structured. Um, but but that's a real challenge. Um, you know. So I think uh, so. Again, the, the last one, as I said, was was if you have children or elderly parents in the home, as as I once did, finding uh, time to fully work your day job can be doubly challenging. All the important. All the more important to build a dedicated time to exclusively address their needs and desires. Uh, one couple I know, as I told you, was, has, done, has split up. The, the, the one's an afternoon person, one's a morning yeah. person, so they did it. Uh, another one, another thing that's coming out of this, another friend said, well, she started working at home last week and she realized how absolutely horrible, unfunctional their living room was. So in her yeah. afternoon after work, she's starting to redesign their living room. So it's kind of fun. There's, there's, there's benefits from it. Also. Lastly, I think, I think the thing you can do, one of the things that's happening in my neighborhood, and this is what I always see happening in crises, moments of stress in mm -hmm. our culture and society. Um, my wife, is all her parents are in an assistant care place here in town, mm -hmm. and they're closing it down. To, yesterday, they closed it down. Wow. At, at, uh, you can't, no one can come in, no one can come out. And so um, a lot of those people don't have loved ones who can shop for them because they have kitchens and... Yeah. And uh, so we, Wendy, my wife, has volunteered for there to. Uh, we're we're going to be gathering, getting her parents' groceries, and we're going to get orders from people who are there, her neighbors on their hall, and get their groceries too. That's so, lovely. Uh, yeah. It's, uh, now it's happening across the city. Um, I noticed that on Star Mountain neighborhood website, which is where we where we we belong to that. Mm -hmm. There are these grassroots groups that are offering to mow people's lawns, to, to do the same thing to. To shop for people who are shut in or, or, or older folks who live alone, and it's uh, it's starting to coalesce. I think it's a really nice. It's of course this city is so generous. People here. It's just a city with a lot of heart. It has a lot of heart. Yeah. Um, lastly, O'Hay has so many uh, wonderful things in it this month. But O'Hay is working really hard to. I'll say that. Last week, around the office, we were talking a lot mm -hmm. about what we really saw coming, mm -hmm. what we really expected was about to happen, you know, shutdowns, things like that, working from home. We were getting real about it because we were paying a lot of attention to the news in the office. And it started weighing on us as a team, what is our responsibility in this? And our responsibility is always to Greensboro because Greensboro is just good to all of us and so over the weekend especially it it became clear to us as a team that we could not um, continue to encourage people to go out to events mm -hmm. to to be in large groups mm -hmm. and so we just immediately started sharing here are ways that you can mm -hmm. support people without being in you know close proximity with ten or more people, mm -hmm. which is the new criteria depending on who you ask, but it's the It'll new U.S. To, criteria. Don't gather with any more than one soon. I know people were like, "Who's going to borrow my kids for the week?" Because <laughs> right. we're over quota already. Right, 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 right. Um, so we're just doing our best mm -hmm. to shout out. First of all, all the restaurants and re retail places in Greensboro, which are our favorite. We love local, local, local owned. You know, these people are mm -hmm. our neighbors and they're who we care about. Mm -hmm. And so shouting out those places that have curbs curbside pickup and um, delivery, those are important. But also there are lots of little ways that we can do something 
that it's what we were going to do anyway. We're just right. going to do it at home in our sweatpants. Right. Right. So, <laughs> you know, backpack beginnings. Yeah. We should absolutely be, yeah. if you've got yeah. the ability to, and I, I've heard that we may or may not all be getting checks for $1,000 from the government. So if you just go ahead and mentally allocate part of that <laughs> to Backpack Beginnings. That's a good idea. Um, send flowers to yeah. somebody. Yeah. Go, stop going to your big box gardening places and yeah. buy from Guilford Garden Center or well, New Garden and actually, have them ship. The one I quote in my column I just uh -huh. wrote is the Guilford Garden Center. We do love the Guilford Garden no, Center. Great. They do great work. They're fantastic. They people. are fantastic. Yeah, and they've got some fun. Yeah. It's not just flowers and yeah. stuff. They've got all yeah. kinds of cool stuff. But um, I have got to decide which uh, brewery I'm going to be picking up cans from because I'm not drinking off the shelf. That's, That's so plebeian. Indeed. <laughs> I'm above it. You know, have you decided which restaurants you should buy a gift card? So that Absolutely. You, you know what a great idea. Yeah, and buy a gift card. And then if, if you're not going to do any of this, if you're, if you're too worried about going mm -hmm. out, which I told, mm -hmm. I got to be honest, it took me mm -hmm. a while to mm -hmm. get my head wrapped around mm -hmm. coming out here today. But we're in a tiny mm -hmm. group and we've mm -hmm. got plenty of space here. But um, oh, you're socially distant. Which I am is super good. so. You've always been distant. To me, I but it's prefer okay. to be socially distant yeah, to all yeah, people. Yeah. But if you don't feel like you can go do any of these things, you can buy a gift card online or just give them a good review yeah. so that when they get their doors back open, they right. can start letting people back in the dining right. room, they can roar back in. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, where, am I, where would I go? Oh, I ate at Machete last week. Oh, you did? Brand wanted, new Machete. I to go there, yeah. Um, well, you're going to be able to. They're working on their takeaway menu okay. right this minute. That's great. But I've never had a more interesting meal experience. Oh, my gosh. It was fascinating. Is this something you can say in public sort of access radio? Yeah, oh. Or, or, or podcast? Yes. Not my trip to the strip club. Okay. I can't talk okay. about that. Right. Okay. But Machete, yeah. okay. I can you talk can. about. Okay. Um, I... When somebody asked me what it was like, all I said was, it was exciting. Wow. It was just a fun, exciting experience. Wow. Well, they cut the meat with a machete, right? <laughs> yeah, all of it. They just come and they're like attacking it with yeah, machete. It's I a like thing. It. I like it. Um, it. They have, they encourage you to share meals with That's everybody good. at the table. And so I had a little bit of everything. But um, that won't happen anytime soon. Not anytime soon. <laughs> or we know sharing. Yeah, no sharing. Um, you remember on Seinfeld when the, the woman, like, Jerry wants her to try the pie or something, she yeah. just shakes her head right. in, like, a psycho way. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so I had, like, yellowfin tuna on charcoal crisps, and Oof. I know. Wow, I, that's I'm exciting. Not even, I'm not a raw fish person, yeah. and I dove in. So, I, I don't know, I just tried I everything. I just left. Another thing you can do, and this was very, I thought this was very sweet, we, the, the stuffed potatoes, we all left large tips Absolutely. for our waitresses. Absolutely. Even if she's, you're... She's filled out her, she's filled out her unemployment uh, uh, papers today because they're going to be closing at 8 o'clock, and she said tomorrow we're going to be unemployed. So, oh, no. So we left very nice tips for... And, for and you can still do that even if you're doing takeout. Of course you can. Absolutely. But we wanted them to know how much we love them and, uh, you know, how we feel their pain. Um, yeah, no, I think it. I think these are these are these are difficult times, and they're. I think most of the difficulties just it's it's it it takes us out of our ordinary, you know that you don't you you don't know, it's an invisible killer, you know it's this thing that's coming 
you don't you don't know where it's coming from. And I, and uh, I don't think Greensboro has had any recordings. Yes, has we it have. have one? Yeah. And um, by the time this airs, we're all going to move to West Virginia then, because there's none in West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia is really excited <laughs> to hear this news. They're super <laughs> appreciative. Thank you. That might just simply be because there's no test kits in West Virginia. Maybe a little bit. Uh, you know, and that's why. No, I'm not going to get political about this, but uh, you know, we're. It's interesting to watch how, I think, solutions to problems in America come from the ground up from people who mobilize, who, Indeed. who churches and organizations and, and uh, community leaders and civic leaders and governors and, and their staffs. I think that's been real interesting to watch. And I think that that's, uh, that's going to be the, the, wave, the wave of the future. And when this is over, I think we're going to see a lot of nice things come from it. I know that sounds kind of Pollyannish at this point, but it's, I really, historically, it's always been true. You know, we had we've had big big crises, and as a result of technology and lessons learned, tends to improve life. Here, here, I, I I do want to take the opportunity to shout out Downtown Greensboro Inc., who have been working around the clock to track which of their um, which of their retailers have curbside pickup and takeout and delivery, and disseminating that information and supporting their um, their vendors. I think mm -hmm. it's amazing how you're absolutely right. It's so grassroots. That's a small office full of completely dedicated people who are working constantly to make sure that, you know, our waitresses might not have to go on unemployment. Maybe they can turn to takeaway um, service and we can all run down to, I don't know, Lao and get takeout yeah. right now. I heard a friend of mine is a, teaches uh, special needs kids on the east yeah. side of Greensboro. And she is part of a group uh, of teachers who the bus drivers, I guess, are when the schools are out, are going to be delivering lunches yes. to these kids. And she's going to be this. part of that group. And, uh, I, you know, you just see this activism that really makes your soul feel pretty good about where we live. Um, you don't... Uh, you know, even yesterday, so I go into Harris Teeter, as one of our colleagues calls it, the Taj Mahal Teeter. At, uh, the Taj Mahal uh, The Taj Mahal Teeter at, uh, at Friendly. And I thought, oh, I'll go over there at noon and see if they have some more water. Not that I needed any more water, because A, we have city water in, mm -hmm. in Star Mount, and then we have, and I have four or five, we drink the best big bottled water things. So I thought, I'll go over there and I'll, and I'll see if I can get some uh, dog food and maybe some uh, I don't. I, san, hand sanitizer was w too much to hope for, but I thought at least get some, <laughs> some alcohol or something. Not the kind you drink, the kind you rub your hands with. And uh, although that would both probably would help. Yeah. Now we're we're going to the distillery. Yeah. Yeah. Feigning goat after this, but yeah. keep going. Right. So I go in, and I you know first of all at noon the parking lot was jammed, and I thought oh it's gotta uh, just let it go. Yeah. Yeah. And and uh, okay no no I'm gonna do it. I'm not. I don't have to fight. So I park and I go in, and it's. It's jammed, but it's also, I had not seen empty aisles since the 9-11 uh, in stores when we lived in Maine. Yeah. Uh, and there were, you know, I, I, the telling aisles were all the paper towels, toilet paper, anything that had paper products on the whole aisle was empty. Then the water <laughs> area was completely empty. And um, I, think the, uh, um, I think the junk food 
element was empty. I'd like to just you, announce you, that, that I did fault? my part. You did, you did I, I am they pulling my weight. They, they said, did. That Annie girl was here. Was and just here. put her arm in the aisle and went down and just raked it all into her car. Listen, know? I'm carbo loading for <laughs> yeah. survival. I got to keep my energy up. It's <laughs> very true. important stuff happening yeah, over here. Yeah, well, that's what. So that was really interesting. But here's the point. Here's the nice part. Mm -hmm. So I get my 10 items, 15 items, I don't know. And, and the, there's huge carts and people in line. Every aisle I went down was jammed with people, and what I noticed was really interesting. People were uber courteous. They I were, love that. They were saying, oh, I'm sorry, excuse me, I'm barking you, or uh, pardon me, uh, and they were smiling. They were making face contact, and they were eye contact, and they were smiling. I, I just, you know, I go in that store all the time. Yeah. Uh, I also, this time, as a, the clerk I usually use, I finally ask her name, just like I did at the, at the home supply place, so, you know. So I think I think there's a there's a as this settles upon us, mm -hmm. um, I think that people will start to feel make a make a pact with themselves or, or to be a a more uh, attentive, um, in tune with their world person and, yeah. and and share that love with others they see, even from stuck inside our homes, social distancing safely. We're seeing better than ever who our neighbors really are. Oh, that's profound. Let's not let that's me get profound ever. Let's let that be St. your Patty's job. For St. Day, that's a pretty profound insight, you know. Indeed, Darling, that's only because Darling. no one's drinking that much right that's now. Right. Well, that's true. In fact, nobody will be drinking today on no. St. Patrick's Day. Right? Oh no, everybody's going to be drinking. We're just going to take home crowlers and growlers <laughs> and fifths and yeah. Okay. Let's not leave it on a. A high note. Let's leave it on a low note, Jim. <laughs> okay. Well, would you like to hear in honor of in honor of St. Patty's Day? Would you like to hear the greatest Irish golf joke there is? Indeed, I have to. Okay. Well, so old old Mick woke up one morning. It'd been a been a crazy two days. He and he and uh, uh, old Tom play golf on 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 Fridays, and they play golf on Saturdays, and then they they repair to the pub after golf and they drink their body weight in Guinness, which is good for you, until they pretty well, pretty well blotto and pass out. <laughs> and so uh, old Mick wakes up on Sunday morning and he realizes something's missing. He looks around his room and he realizes it's, it's Miluki golf cap. Um, and his golf cap is dear to Mick. It's been his best, it's been his luckiest thing in the world. He met his wife wearing it. He's shot his lowest score wearing it. Uh, he almost won the lottery once wearing it, and it's just almost, almost yes, and uh, <laughs> just one number, and he would have been a rich man. Mm. Uh, and so he he's really dismayed, and then he remembers, he remembers that uh, old old uh, Mike covets uh, his hat, his buddy, mm. his best friend covets his hat, and he knows um, he knows he goes to get his buddy gets gets up and goes to church every day. Uh, and and he and he he's pretty sure he stole his cap. So he old Mick decides he's going to get himself up and go to church. Now he hadn't been to church in many years, so he gets up, scrapes scrapes uh, his razor across his face, and puts a put a co old old tweed coat on. He stumbles down the street and he sees Father Pat standing on welcoming parishioners into the church. And old Father Pat sees him, Mick, Mick, good Lord, son, you've come back to church. It's good to see you, lad. It's you know the Lord loves nothing more than a returned sinner. 
And old Mick rubs his chin. He says, well, Father, it's good, good. I'm glad I come too. And he slips into the church. Well, Father Pat has got a great sermon that day. It's on the Ten Commandments. And he gets up into the pulpit, and he gives a humding inversion of this sermon. It's just a beautiful thing to hear. And as everyone's filing out, he sees old Mick coming down, trying to sneak out the aisle. And he grabs him by the scruff of the neck, and he says, so Mick, God loves the fact that you come back. And Mick, and he said, you know, I, I told you, God loves a Loves a, sin, loves, a, loves a sinner who's come back to the fold. What's it been, 15, 20 years? And old Mick rubs his chin. He says, yeah, well, Father, yeah, it's, it's been that long. It's, it's true, and uh, I'm, it's good to be back. And, but i gotta, I got to be honest with you, Lord. Uh, you know, uh, Father, Father Pat, um, the, um, the reason I come to church today, you know, old Tom and I play golf on, on Fridays and Saturdays, and then we, we, we drink our weight in good Guinness, and we, you know, and, and we stumble on home. And, well, I woke up this morning, and I realized old Tom has coveted me lucky golf cap forever. And I woke up this morning, and me lucky golf cap was missing. So I, and I know he gets up and comes to church half the time, and so I decided I was going to get myself up and come to church and, and steal my golf cap back. <laughs> and Father Pat shakes his head, and he says, Well, son, I'm so glad you changed your mind. And I'm guessing... My sermon had some effect on you to change your mind. And he said, uh, especially the part about thou shalt not uh, steal. And old Pat shakes his head and he says, no, Father, actually, well, the truth was, it was the bit about thou shalt not, not commit adultery that I suddenly remembered where I left me hat. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jim. And That's a good one. It's pretty clean, too. Yeah, thank you, thank you. I got to tell you a little story about that. I told that story to, to um, a woman uh, named Sheila Yates. Oh, I was on the book tour for Final Rounds yes. in, in Ireland. I was invited to come on Radio Dublin. Uh-huh. And I go to Radio Dublin, and my buddies are in the car. We're on a golf tour. We're playing golf around Ireland, and they're sitting out in the car thinking, and, they're, and they say to me, oh, my God. And I said, this is, this is William Butler Yates' granddaughter. So I'm picturing a Maureen O'Hara, flaming red hair, you know, creamy skin, beautiful Starlet. green eyes, mm-hmm. absolutely gorgeous Irish woman. She had is a she gigantic. Alive? No, I hope it, she's dead. Oh, she would be. Okay, she had good. a gigantic black Jeez. mole on her face. I'm going to be welcome best, in Ireland. This is, this is the best part. Okay. This is the best part. I'm in. I'm in. Best interview I've I ever had in probably 150 interviews I did for that book over 10 years. Amazing voice, wonderful woman. Looked just like William Butler Yates, <laughs> and 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 was so. She was such a wonderful conversation. We had this half-hour conversation, and I go out to my friends, and they go, they're sitting in the car. Oh my God, what was she like? What was she like? Was she like you know? You said whoa, 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 and I was like, oh my gosh, guys, you will not believe that woman. Wow, I never told them. <laughs> <laughs> and they don't so listen Sheila, to you now you anyway. Are, you're a heartthrob to me. I I'm sure she'll be pleased to hear that. Wherever she is wherever let's hope she's not sitting somewhere in greensboro waiting for us to launch this podcast <laughs> that's why i'm not going out to pubs tonight you know she might be there no one's going out to pubs oh they are clo- they are closed oh gosh yeah well, all that alcohol would kill germs wouldn't it no it's got to be 60 proof tito's vodka <laughs> had to come out and tell people to stop <laughs> using stop their bathing vodka. in it huh? <laughs> oh but now we're going to take a break because we're going to come back and we're going to talk to deep roots own nicole volano and uh, we'll be right back. Um, Nicole, you've got a twist off, which just endears you to me completely. <laughs> Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Starlight Room. Thanks for having me. Hello, Nicole. Hi. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. 
We're so glad you're here and that you brought wine. Or technically, we're so glad you let us be here and disinfected an entire room for us. That's so nice. Um, are you, though, Nicole, having to stop people from hoarding toilet paper? Are you on the front lines of that issue? Well, you know, at the co-op, we, we tend to be really sweet and kind and mm -hmm. accommodating. Mm -hmm. So we just put up a sign that said, please, just take one. I don't see a lot oh, of people nice. going crazy around here, though. No, it's so calm. It, it's today's been the calmest day in a while. Yeah? Mm-hmm. So we'll just restate, we're inside Deep Roots. Deep Roots celebrating what anniversary, Nicole? 44. Oh my 44! Yes. Jim, that's how old you are, right? I know, exactly, in my dreams. <laughs> <laughs> so um, this location, what's it been, two, three years? Seven. Oh, okay, really? Okay, God, Gosh, see, he's 44, yeah. I'm apparently yeah. older. Yeah. It's just a mess. Yeah, my life is based on the year that this store opened, so I'll really? never forget it. Yeah, That's a lot of She changes. was born that day. I was born that oh, day. Oh, good. So you're barely old enough to drink wine. Yeah, I became a cooperator <laughs> on that day. <laughs> a so cooperator. Yes. I like that. How did you, you all choose this spot? Because seven years ago, this was, I mean, those buildings there weren't right here. You were like the first, one of the oh, first air people We in took here, right? a huge risk yeah. and a gamble yeah. and a yeah. leap of faith yeah. to be the anchor here, mm. the first ones to say, okay, let's do Love this it. thing, knowing that the Greenway was right. coming. Right. And you really have become an anchor. I mean, first of all, <clears throat> you have a coveted parking lot. Oh, yeah. I side-eye that all the time when I'm trying to park mm -hmm. around here late at night yeah. and sometimes I've just come in and bought something so I can mm -hmm. justify stopping there for just a second. Um, this is a hot spot. It's becoming hotter and hotter. As well this corner of the downtown is just the coolest part of the town. It is pretty cool down here. Yeah. It's yeah. lovely and yeah. it's not so busy that right. it's intimidating to right. come downtown so right. and there's places to park. There are places <laughs> to park because you guys used to be what Hattie said on Spring Garden yeah, down near Wendover, this tiny little spot. Oh, wow, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 44 years yeah. ago. 44 years ago, yeah. So I came on board with Deep Roots right before the opening downtown, so mm. I worked a little bit over there in the back office mm. and yeah. a lot from home, getting the kitchen and now equipped. You're general manager? Correct. Okay. Which is basically like the CEO and I'm responsible for everything. The head woman in charge, Yep. basically. Co-op queen, if you'd like. Co-op queen. <laughs> if you prefer, clearly Some, you prefer. Somebody get this woman a really great crown. Yeah, a I know. crown of, yeah. I don't know, artichokes. Or grapes. Maybe yeah. feathers. Feathers, I'll take wow. whatever she's got, we got. She's got this yeah. thing she's figured ready. out. She's absolutely ready for it. Um, so I know you guys got your anniversary pushed a little bit. We did, you know, and we found a week in May we thought would work for all the things we do. and. I just realized an hour ago that that date is probably too soon also yeah. with what mm. is being banned and closed down and we you know we like to do all those tastings mm -hmm. and we don't oh, want to have right. our anniversary week without tasting so no no never we're gonna probably push and it back even more. tell us about your membership well you know anyone can shop here so you don't have to be a mm -hmm. member owner to shop here but mm -hmm. it's an investment in a small local business and there's lots of benefits that some people feel more than others. So it's mm. based on participation. I mm. redid the whole benefit program to encourage people to participate economically and not just come get a discount 
when it was owner discount day. So how does that work? What, what to, to participate economically? How, what is it? Shop here. Show up. But I mean, as a member. Is there a level of frequency that's required? Or tell us no. if Jim wanted to be the next cooperator, what would that take? Well, um, so if you wanted to be considered an owner in good standing and be able to run for the board, you would mm -hmm. have to have made a purchase in the past year. So it's not that big of a deal have anything to do with boards. Jim is not, he's <laughs> not ready to sign up right. for anything. No. No. So that, you can just shop here whenever you want, mm -hmm. but the benefits are increased the more you shop. So what, give me a couple benefits. So the hot bar and salad bar are cheaper oh. per pound wow. for owners. Wow. Oh, great. We, anything you special. serious salad bar. Is, it is the best. Yeah. It's small, but it is yeah. Fantastic. big. And parts and, and convenient quality. To our <laughs> very convenient very to our convenient. offices. And then um, there's lots of opportunities to earn points mm. as an owner, which mm. uh, gives you coupons. And okay. it's basically just like right. five bucks oh, okay. off your purchase okay. today. Oh, Do you want to take it? Yeah, yeah. We have some people who like to save them up and mm -hmm. like buy mm -hmm. all their groceries mm -hmm. and for free in one thing. Super. But. Um, there are so many benefits to what shopping. What does a membership here. cost me? It's just a hundred bucks, and oh that's for life. That's it's not wow. like you have to pay wow. yearly just to walk yeah, through the it's door. Not like Costco. Like some, yeah, Costco, which I would not brave right this minute if my entire life depended <laughs> on it. If they were the time. only place that had toilet paper, I still wouldn't walk in there today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, hundred bucks, and wow. uh, you're a member. Yeah, that's and really when we're bad. profitable owners get dividends back in oh the form gosh. of actual cash. Wow. So wow. the more people who participate yeah. in cooperation, the more people mm. who are cooperating, then the less people are getting hurt. Mm -hmm. It's like a mm -hmm. kindergarten kind uh -huh. of thing. Uh -huh. Well, it's obviously working because you've been doing it for 44 years. Yeah, it hasn't come without challenges though. Yeah, yeah. You know, the big grocery chains love to capitalize on all of our good ideals right, right, and they have all right. that marketing money and yeah, yeah, yeah. they get people in their shop and thinking they're right. at a local company right, or they're right. doing something to right. benefit the community. But in reality, they put more money into capitalizing on those ideals. So Are like, you telling me that Walmart doesn't care about me as a person? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure there's some care in there somewhere, but our entire mission is based on that care for community. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and the uh, the competition their mission is profits absolutely so i mean and hands your sourcing down. Of, of of goods it comes a lot local as well yeah Garden. we work with over a hundred wow local farmers and producers oh, fantastic so they're in our sets they're part mm -hmm. of everything that's great we even have a vow of only carrying local eggs because what's the point in I bringing eggs great. in from mid the midwest right. or the west right. coast when we right. have we have tons of egg farmers in North amazing Carolina. Amazing chickens right here. Yes. 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 Mm -hmm. And the best thing about that is during a crisis such as the one we're finding ourselves in, and we run out of eggs, yeah. I can pick up the phone and say, mm -hmm. hey, Eggman, mm -hmm. we're out of mm -hmm. eggs, and mm -hmm. he's here in an hour. Wow. That's great. Wait, yeah. he really is the Eggman, right? He really is. He goes is. by Eggman. Yeah. I love Gerald that. Gerald is yes. his name. Gerald the Eggman. Mm -hmm. Yeah, there are so there are so many opportunities in Greensboro for you to get to know the people who are actually growing and producing mm -hmm. your food. Yep. So even I, who, you know, I shop around. 
especially junk food. I know the Eggman. God, that junk food. I just, I cannot help myself. We but have great Nicole, junk food here. Oh, they the probably chocolate. have healthy junk food here. Mm, no, well, who cares if it's healthy? But the chocolate <laughs> selection here is on point. All right, mm -hmm. yeah. that's good to know. It is. Um, another thing that we're doing here, mm -hmm. we're welcoming Nicole to our section of the nightcap. The most exciting part of the show here. Because she's brought us a bottle of fair trade wine. Yes. Tell us about it. Let's talk about fair trade and yeah, what that is. What does that? Um, it's not just something you slap on a product, no? No. <laughs> no. Um, it's a regulation that companies have to pass in order to get the label, mm -hmm. but basically they're guaranteeing the people producing these products are paid a fair wage. And they're most chocolate is produced by slaves. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay, so it's a huge slave industry. Most yes. of the products produced at the equator are mm -hmm. indentured servants and slaves. So anything that comes from the tropics, you mm -hmm. want to look for that fair trade label. That's Absolutely. Good to know. Chocolate based wow. stuff, coconut, coffee. Mm -hmm. So the coffee we have here is only fair trade and organic coffee. That's lovely. Because we don't want you to be sipping on pesticides first thing in the morning. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And also, who wants to have that weighing on them all day long when you could support those lovely mm -hmm. coffee bean pickers being paid what they ought to be paid, which is, you know, a livable wage. So yeah, it's all about voting with your dollars. And the more people who consciously spend their money on products that are better for the environment, better for the people producing them and farming them, then the less people get hurt and the more people can live a, a life worth living. And we can all have bottles of delicious wine in our homes, guilt-free for, what's this gonna cost me, Nicole? $6.99, that's how much all the Riojana wines are cost. Six ninety. I think they have one special wine over there that might be ten ninety nine. And you said you can get it at Weaver Street and other co-ops like Yep, yours. only at co-ops you'll find this wine. Uh, one of our cooperative principles is co-ops supporting co-ops. I love the fact that they, they, pro they project, uh, they, they, they pick projects like water and health and schools to rebuild schools and stuff. That's great. That's yep. wonderful. So we're day drinking to the prosperity yes, of the people yeah. of Argentina. Yeah. Here's to the people of Argentina. Here's to the people of Argentina. May, and to all the people of Greensboro, yeah, especially right now, especially those yeah. who are working with small businesses yeah. and... At home, trapped by their children. Trapped at home with <laughs> like our <you>. children. <laughs> May we all have a delicious bottle of wine yeah. and support from our neighbors, and may we all get through this together better. Here, here. Here, here. Cheers. 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 Thank you, guys. <laughs>